So I have an older sister. Like I just have one sister. I don't know why it's important to point out that she's older than me, but her daughter was having a baby the other night. Okay. So your niece, my niece. Yeah. So my sister's texting me, Oh, her water broke. It's like, okay, first of all, I don't need to know that. And then my sister's texting me from the hospital and she's like, Hey Garn, just thought I'd let you know Shannon's three centimeters dilated. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's my niece. I (laughs) does that. (sighs) Is it her first, would it be your sister's first grandchild? No, her second. Okay. So this isn't even new territory. No. No, so, she's really excited because she's having, this time around, she's having a little girl. Okay, so she's having a granddaughter. So she's excited. She's very excited, and I'm excited for her too, but man, oh man, I don't need to know about dilation. I don't need to know that. Dilation should matter to the doctor. And the mom. And the mom. End of list. That's it. That's all who needs to be invited to that party. The dad doesn't even need to know that. No. Like, I I don't know. Anyway, I like my sister. She's totally cool and everything, but I don't know why that needed to be shared with. And I had no comeback. I'm laying in bed. My sister's texting me. We're having a conversation. And then, boom, it ended at three centimeters dilated. Because I had nothing. I should have texted back and I should have been like, hey, let me know when she's four centimeters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or just showing pictures, sending back pictures of a ruler. Uh, well, I I can't picture three centimeters. I'm trying not to, especially in this context. I know, I, I know. but it is like she's excited, so it's hard to fault her. But a simple, oh my god, Shannon's in labor. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, and, but, the, up, and the updates could be <laughs> still not out yet. Ooh, how disturbing would that be, though? If my sister was just saying, oh, hey, Shannon's gone to the hospital. She's, it's go time. She's having her baby. If I had just written back and said, how many centimeters is she? <laughs> I'd probably get arrested. Hold the phone. How dilated is my niece? <laughs> <laughs> Again, oh. super excited for this brand new baby that they named Cordelia after the Tragically Hip song. Well, that's a nice name. Yeah, it's a great name. It's a really nice name. But yeah, the whole birthing process, I haven't been part of it. So oh. forgive me if I'm overstepping, but, um, yeah, just the, the, the woman and the doctor are all that really need to know the hard details. Mm-hmm. The guy can be in the room, yep. but he doesn't need to go South of the equator. <laughs> he can stand up and hold a hand, yep. dab the sweat from the forehead. Yeah. Don't need to sneak a peek. Don't need to put that phone in video mode. You don't need to cut the umbilical cord. No, they but, get, these people went to school to do that. Them you do fix it. screen doors. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly solving the world's problems one podcast at a time Uh, okay now that I've alienated myself from my family (laughs) I'm Garner Andrews that's Bryce Kelly this is a brand new old podcast called the Garner Andrews show with Bryce Kelly podcast yeah do we need podcast I don't know how this is (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be news to me uh I love the fact, too, that the artwork for the podcast, uh, where are you in that picture? Oh, I'm uh, I'm not in it. Huh. Interesting. Apparently, I was told that um, they want new picks. Yeah, we don't have a current pick. And we don't have them, and we can't do them right now because there's a huge backlog, so we have to wait till the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even that picture of you is several years old. Yeah, it's two or three years old. <laughs> so... Whatever, this is how it is. We're just, and the name changed. You're not going crazy. Nothing else is changing. It's just the name. 
Yeah, it used to be called the Lawn Chair Prophets, but that's no more. That's why we ditched that lame theme song. It's done. Oh, yeah. I guess we'll need a new theme song. So if you have any ideas, by all means, get in touch. Yeah, we desperately need one. Yeah. I don't know how you get in touch. I guess you can use the old email address for the old show. What about this? Let's find out what the licensing would cost. Okay, I'll yeah. send an email. I'm sure I'm it's nothing. Sure, that's really, really cheap. <laughs> uh, Bryce, though, I, I know that because of the picture, you're not in the picture. I will say this. When they called me and asked me about the artwork, and I said, well, where's Bryce? And they said, well, we don't have a current picture. I said, can you at least make his name bigger? Can you make the <laughs> font bigger that says his name? So I've got your back. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Maybe a picture one day. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 now called the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly. I don't know if we're calling it podcast or not. You know what it is. You downloaded this. It feels redundant to say podcast, but in case you're unsure, it's a podcast. Yeah, it is. Uh, recommendations. Are we doing that? Yeah. Do you have one? I do have one. Who's going first? I'll go first. Okay. I believe to be one of the most underrated Canadian bands. Oh? Featuring probably the best guitar player in this country. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Who also doubles as vocalist for that band. He does them both simultaneously. It's mind-boggling how he does them and does them both at such a high level. But I'm talking about Big Wreck. Ian Thornley. Ian Thornley's the singer and guitar player. He's outrageously good. Oh, very good. And I, I don't think, I don't know, the guitarists know he's good, but I don't know if people who are just sort of passive music fans, if they know that he's he's not just good He's real good. He's insanely good. Yeah. We've actually heard some crazy stories about that guy. Oh, yeah. Because we were in Mexico once with a guy who used to be in his solo band in Thornley. Oh. And um, he was telling us about how Ian Thornley was once summoned to L.A. to audition to be the new singer of Velvet Revolver when they punted Scott Weiland once upon a time. That's the band with Slash in it. Yeah. And they said, we love your voice. You're good. You're in. One catch. You can't play guitar. Slash plays the guitar. So he said, no way. And Ian Thornley said, no dice. (laughs) Bold move. And walked away. And so um, he's back making music with Big Wreck. They've had a few albums lately. They have a new one coming. And they just released a song off of it called Bombs Away. Yeah. And it's really, really good. I have not heard that yet. Bombs Away. It's good. Also, um, Ian Thornley, also, this is how you know he's big time. He has an endorsement deal. There's an Ian Thornley model guitar you can buy from Sir Guitars, S-U-H-R, and they make high-end guitars. There's a Thornley model. Yeah, there's not many Sir signature guitars, is there? No, not really. And he's one of them. He's one of them. He's good, and that song is good. Nice. Uh, Mine is also music-related. Have you watched... It's a couple of years old now, but I just stumbled into it about a week ago. I'm only one episode into a four-part document uh, docu-series called Punk. Have you seen oh, this? No, I don't think I have. It's on Crave, and it just traces the trajectory of punk music from kind of the late 60s 
right up to Nirvana and Green Day. So it starts with like Iggy Pop and the Stooges and the MC5 and, you know, it goes right into the 90s. It is fantastic. Iggy Pop is in the first episode a lot. I don't know if he continues to be in the episodes after that, but what I saw so far blew my mind. You know what's crazy, too? How many of those punk guys from back when it all started? Yeah. How many of them are still alive? Oh, and yeah. they probably shouldn't be, based <laughs> oh, no. on how they lived, how they treated their bodies over the years. But for some reason, they're going to outlive us all. I just love Iggy Pop. Like, what is he in his... 70s now probably he's still on he's wearing a leather dress shirt that's unbuttoned (laughs) and you just see his skin rippling out but uh, again that's my recommendation i was watching it on uh because i just talk into my remote and it brought it up okay i think it's crave okay and it's just called punk just called punk four episodes each episode is about an hour long go watch it now Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Secret. Ooh, do you want to know a secret? We started talking. This started as a conversation about when you realized your parents weren't perfect. They had flaws. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were deceptive. Maybe they were devious. Maybe the first time you realized your parents were flawed was when you were little and they're like, lie about your age, you can get in cheaper. But you're a kid, you didn't want to lie about your age, but they were making you. I like that these stories started out pretty innocent, just with kind of talking about your cheap parents. Yeah, yeah. And how they used to maybe cut corners to save some money. Yeah. Uh, and it escalated, and it escalated quickly into some pretty scandalous stuff. Oh yeah, there was some juice. Like the, uh, <laughs> I can't find it right now, but we got a text from somebody who She seemed really way too outraged when she found out that her dad was married once before. Like, she was an adult when she... Well, I guess maybe. I think she said she was 27. She was 27 when she found out that her dad was married once before. So... It's a weird thing. I don't know if I'd be pissed off about that or not. It's not maybe so much that he was married. It's just that you're 27 and you're just now learning this pretty significant detail about your parent. It feels like something you should have learned a long time ago. If you were to tell your seven-year-old that you were married before, they probably wouldn't care. Yeah. Your 27-year-old would probably like to have known that. That story, now that I hear it, like just the finding out your dad was married, that that one seems kind of innocent now compared to some of the stuff we actually did here. <laughs> yeah, we gasped out loud when we read that. Ooh. And then things really took a turn. Uh, I'm going to grab this one. Hi. Hey, I got a... Uh childhood or i guess parents story for you guys okay a secret you found out about your parents yes so the one about how uh my how their dad was previously married kind of kicked this one off so i found out that my dad was married before my mom the way i found out was i went over to dinner one night because my dad said hey come over and meet my new girlfriend so we went over and we were all saying you know just kind of talking hanging out getting to know each other and my dad just kind of looks at me he's like Hey, by the way, everybody at this table has the same last name. Apparently the week before, they went and got remarried. And he was the wife from before uh, my mom. (laughs) And you had no idea? No, had no idea. It gets better, though. Let me grab my popcorn. She has a daughter. We went to her wedding and hung out. About three months after her wedding, we found out that she is actually my dad's. So... Half-sister, never knew until I was almost 30. 
Wow. Okay, there are a couple of layers here. All I <laughs> yeah. kept thinking was, what if you you went to a wedding and you met a girl and you danced slowly with her, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that would not be good. Yeah, who? Very Alabama. Ooh, good thing he didn't slow dance with his half-sister, huh? <laughs> Man, <sighs> finding out you have other members of the family later in life must just be... So confusing. Yeah. So many emotions. You know, it's funny because so many of these stories uh, revolved around secret families or secret siblings. Uh, not all of them, though. This one, Juicy Family Secrets. My grandpa was a reputable police officer and climbed the ranks. My uncle used to give us cash and big expensive gifts as kids for Christmas and birthdays. I found out as an adult that my uncle was dealing drugs and almost cost my grandpa his job. Ooh. That's got some juice to it. That's a little bit of juice. It's got everything. It's got drugs. It's got deception. It has a shady uncle. Yep. Christmas. It has everything. Everybody's got a shady uncle, right? Every single one of us has that one uncle that he's a decent guy and everything, but you probably wouldn't want to spend a weekend in the woods with him. Why does he always make mommy cry? Yeah. Why? I mean, that must be, <laughs> must be a funny thing. The entire family probably hated him and just like he was causing all these issues, but the kids loved him because they just got big gifts. Why is mommy always giving uncle money? <laughs> uh, this one uh, caught my mom sleeping with my best friend's older brother. Whoa. Needless to say, that ended things between my parents. I should say. Why'd you have to be a narc? Wow. Um, Holy cow. <laughs> with your best friend's older brother? Ooh, oh, doctor. Uh, I found out our family secret when marijuana was legalized. My dad had some big time drug charges when he was younger. My mom mentioned, hey, now you can apply to get a pardon for it. And he said, uh, yeah, not for that amount. Ooh, that just requires more questioning. I know. How much did he have? How in deep was he? Was he swallowing balloons at the airport? <laughs> Does he have a second home in Tijuana, Mexico? Uh, do you want another uncle story or should we grab a phone? Let's grab a phone call first. Hi. I feel so guilty. As a matter of fact, it just happened to me uh, the other day in a big box store where they didn't charge me for something and I told them. Does that make me, uh, I don't know, does that make me a wuss? Bit of a square. Does it? How much was it? Fourteen ninety-seven. Oh, I would have taken that and run. That was $1,497. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, was, it was for a, uh, a gallon of primer to paint my drywall oh yeah and they didn't charge me for it and i'm walking i'm like that seemed really cheap and then i looked and sure enough it was i i went like i was 10 feet away i went back i'm sure they're probably still talking about me in the staff room and how i saved their jobs what a hero I, what a fine upstanding citizen i am i like to think i would flee into the night and that's how i would feel alive Every time I have to look at my walls, though. Yeah. I'm just like, hmm, stolen paint. You'll be sitting in your house, and then you'll hear a siren, and you'll just assume it's for, for you the rest of your life. I imagine that's exactly how my life would turn out. <laughs> how about another uncle story? Here we go. Growing up, I had one uncle that was the black sheep of the five siblings. He often got his nose out of joint as he felt picked on, but nobody knew where that attitude came from. One day, we found out my grandpa cheated on grandma, and when she found out, she chose to sleep with his best friend oh. and then told him about it for revenge. Turns out that the uncle 
might have been born from the revenge. Revenge baby. And when he found out, he estranged from the family because he always felt something was off. We never did find out for sure, but it splintered the family when it all came out. Sean. Yeah, the revenge baby. Is that a thing? Certainly very spicy. Yeah. Ooh, that's not mild salsa. That's spicy salsa. Like, to me, revenge is dragging your car keys down the side of their car. You know, not something that's going to burden you for at least 18 years financially. (laughs) And if you're going to estrange yourself, like, I would understand if he found out he was a revenge baby for sure, that he'd be like, I'm out of here, losers, and go out middle fingers blazing. But uh, if they never did find out for sure, that's something you should know. Ooh. Listen to this. I love the opening sentence. Terrible things I've learned about my parents. My brother's dad was my uncle. I Hold on. <laughs> Hang on. We're going to move some pieces around a board here and see if we can figure this out. I found out that after both, I found that out after both parents died, so I can't even confront them about it. So does this mean that this person's mom had a steamy moment of passion with her husband's brother? Must be. I think I got that right. So they must be half siblings. Huh. But his dad is your uncle. And now he's his own grandpa. Woof, man, that's making me go cross-eyed just thinking about it. One more call. Let's do it. Hi. Well, the happier story is with my, my real father. Okay. And that was the first time he sent me an actual letter. I realized he couldn't spell for him. He couldn't spell? <laughs> Couldn't spell his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> Couldn't spell his way out of a wet paper bag, Bryce. I feel like that sometimes. Yeah. I'm not a great speller, so I feel for him. I sympathize for this guy. It is nice. You were right. It is nice that he writes letters. Yeah, it is. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. So here in the Great White North in Canada, there used to be a department store called Zellers. Mm-hmm. The nostalgia is running pretty hard in the River Zellers right now. I think everybody's just drunk on nostalgia. We get drunk on nostalgia every weekend. These stories came out that I I think right now it's just one location. Uh, The Bay. Who also owned Zellers. Yeah, HBC owned Zellers. Yeah. So a Bay location in Ontario, I think it's in Burlington, Ontario, uh, has tested out a little corner of their store, they're doing kind of a, a Zeller's-style corner where they brought back, it kind of looks like Zeller's. They're selling Zeller's-style stuff. But Zeller's wasn't a good store. It was like, <laughs> it was it was not, like, it wasn't high-quality stuff. You get the feeling you're wondering, is the Bay just testing the waters to see if there's an interest in maybe Zeller's making a comeback? And you read online all the comments, people are like, oh, my God, yes, bring Zeller's back especially their diner. I love Zeddy. I loved Zeller's. And all I can think of is when Zeller's left Canada, which I think was about eight or nine years ago, I remember when they were doing their clearance blowouts. I'm like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to get some stuff for cheap. And I walked in and even at the clearance prices, I was like, poof, this is a lot of crap. This is going to bring down the value of my house. (laughs) I was dirt poor and still I was like, I could do better. Yeah, I got more. I got higher self-esteem than this. Uh, I think what they've done, though, it's like they've just, it's like a pop-up Zellers inside of a bay. All it is, it's uh, its a backdrop for Instagram. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's smart on the base part because people yeah. are going crazy for you it. You come in, take your picture in front of the Zellers logo, post it, and go, yeah, th- this is at the bay. 
If they opened a new location right now and said low prices are the law, you would run inside, you'd be over it in five minutes, and that store would go out of business in a year. Yeah. Uh, I want to grab this. Hi. Hi, is this Garner? It is. Hi, Garner. I was just listening about Zellers. Do you know back in the day, um, Zellers used to have this awesome little, um, I guess it was like a sit-up hot dog stand. Like a lunch counter. Yes, and they had the best hot dogs because they used to toast the the bread buns because they were on the sides instead of the top and the bottom. It was on the sides with Mm. butter. Oh, so good. Eh, the best hot dog? That's a pretty bold statement. But the, I've said this before. I will say it again. Is there a bad hot dog? Like, you already know. When you put a hot dog in your mouth, you're like, nobody's ever, what are the ingredients in this delight? <laughs> Do you, I detect hints of hickory? No, it's lips, <laughs> eyelids, hoof, butt, udder. It's all those things. So how can there be a bad version of that? Like, you know what it is. It's, they're, they're all, there's no bad hot dog. And it's like a 2 a.m. hot dog outside of a club at the end of the night. That's a great hot dog. Uh, a 2 a.m. hot dog with no bun because it's four days until payday and you're broke. That's not a bad hot dog. That's just bad circumstances. Yeah, like, hot- that's all that is. <laughs> it's true. It's the same hot dog. At the risk of this being taken out of context, mm-hmm. I've never met a wiener I didn't like. No, and you've got that tattooed on your neck, actually. Yeah, it's a creed of which I live my life. Yeah. Um, the only th- reason I might be like, oh, this hot dog, would be because the meat-to-bun ratio is off. I don't get people who, how can there be too much bun? That's just a bun bite. Because I feel like the hot dog, the wiener is the star of the show. Yes. The bun is just the vessel in which I eat the wiener. So the wiener is Bruce Springsteen and the bun is the bus he got to the stadium in? (laughs) The wiener is Bruce Springsteen. The bun is the E Street Band. It's fine. It's good. But you you didn't pay money to see the E Street Band. Wow. Okay. You paid to see the boss and I want the boss. So I need that meat to bun ratio to be mint. And the place that does that perfectly... Costco. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I they can't got, remember the last time I had a Costco ooh, hot dog. It's a big fat wiener. Perfect bun. It goes out over the edges just enough. But isn't like if so what if you have two mouthfuls of just bun at the end? It's carbs. Everybody loves carbs. What's wrong with just putting straight bun in your mouth? Listen, Max Weinberg is a fine drummer, but you're there to see Bruce Springsteen. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, this... I used to work at Zeller's, surprisingly one of my favorite jobs of all time. Oh. Now I work in engineering. What? Oh. And you long for the Zeller's <laughs> days? Maybe they were just simple days. Yeah. You just walk in there, high five Zeddy and continue on your day. And now you have to construct bridges or oh. whatever it is. See, when do. you went home from your Zeller's job, you weren't laying in bed at night going, oh my God, will that bridge collapse? <laughs> You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. La, 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 Does that sound like it? It's like I'm watching the show. God, I love that music. That's, uh, of course, well, I probably don't need to tell you, but that's the theme music from Squid Game. 
find that music strangely soothing for some reason. Ooh, I find it exact opposite. I find it very unnerving. Mm. I mean, it's doing its job. That show, Squid Game, has become the biggest show ever on Netflix. Yeah, what was it before that? Bridgerton? Bridgerton. Bridgerton was the biggest show. And now, and it's not even close anymore. Squid Game has just rocketed past Bridgerton in the popularity department. Have you watched any more? I've now watched three episodes of Squid Game. I stalled at one and a half. So I, we got lots of work to do. I think there's 10, nine or 10 episodes. I think, yeah, nine. So I'm only partway through. I'm liking it. I think it's, it's pretty good. Oh, I love the story. I do. I, I really do love the story. The premise is solid. So many questions though, like those bunk beds, you know, like how do they get down from those bunk beds? It's like three o'clock in the morning. You had a juice box before bed. Now you need to make a pee pee, but you're seven bunks high. How do you get down from there? Do we ever find out? I think you do. I think apparently, (laughs) apparently later on you get a better idea. Like, yeah, that's what's bothering me. How do you get out of those bunk beds? Hmm? You like the, the idea of bunk beds is good. You like being up high until you have to make a pee-pee, and then all of a sudden it's the creakiest bed of all time, and you yeah. got to slink your way down. So imagine doing that 10 stories high. As a child, you always wanted to be the top bunk kid. There was a feeling of power, supremacy. I don't know what it was. But the bottom bunk kid, he could make a cool blanket for it. Like he, it's basically he had his own room. He and could hang a couple of blankets. You just have a much easier escape yeah. from the bottom bunk. Uh, i got to grab a phone call here. Hi. Squid game. Are you watching? I finished it, but I, I couldn't make it through the first episode until I made the subtitle switch. Are you watching it? Okay, with that's the overdubs or the subtitles? Everybody seems to think that's my problem, and that's why I'm not getting hooked in as hard as I'm watching the English overdubs. Oh, yeah, you got to switch. Everybody says then, watch it in Korean with the English subtitles. Yeah, because it is basically like the world's worst acting with the. English overdubs, but the acting actually ends up being quite, quite a bit better when you switch to original language with, with the English subtitles, and then the, the henchmen are all way more foreboding as well. Nice use of the word foreboding, by the way. <laughs> Nobody uses foreboding anyway. I wasn't expecting to need my thesaurus today. No, no. Uh, yeah, I'm going to switch over to. I haven't done that yet. I watched the first episode and a half with the. English overdubs, they're terrible. And, and I'm sure the acting's really good, but when you listen to the English overdub, it makes it sound like bad dinner theater. Ooh, yeah, I'd heard that. So I've been watching with subtitles. Yeah. Subs over dubs. Well, yeah, you have that cool. tattooed on your neck. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, my other question, too, is I know it's probably a cultural thing, but why do they sit on the floor to eat but they have a tiny table that's maybe eight inches off of the floor. It's got table legs. So you're sitting on the floor at a table. Why wouldn't you just get a regular table with some chairs? <laughs> I don't understand that. I just, I, I look at it more with jealousy than anything in that I don't think I could comfortably sit cross-legged on a floor and eat. I still, I've never been able to sit cross-legged ever. Even as a child, I could not sit cross-legged. And eat a bowl of soup that way? Yeah. I'd be spilling soup everywhere. I'd be, a, I'd be in the burn unit. <laughs> having soup burns all over my legs. But I think I will stick with it. Like I, maybe today, maybe today I'll go home and pound out an episode or two. If you don't know by now, I'm sure most do, but Squid Games is all based on these people who are down and out, bad luck, highly Horrible debt. debt. 
and they're taken to this weird place where they play kids' games, and there's a huge cash reward for whoever wins at the end of six different games. Yeah. The only catch is when you lose at these games, they shoot you in the face. And you see it. <laughs> yeah, it's very graphic. It's super graphic. Do I ever? Will I ever become numb to that? Maybe. Because the other night I had to have my fright pillow in front of my face. Like, you know, when you're watching a scary movie and we all have a pillow that you hold up in front of your face when it gets too intense. I just watched the third episode and uh gets a bit hairy. Oh. Gets a little bit intense. Any worse than the guy's hand going through the printing press thing? No, that was pretty grim. That was pretty gross. That was pretty gross. But it gets you thinking like, because uh, some of these games, the red light, green light, I recognized. Yeah. Green light. That's where they have that creepy doll. Yes. That was pretty. But they were playing games like there's that one in the subway where they're just trying to flip over those. That envelope thing. Yeah. I've never seen that before. It reminded me of Pogs. It was kind of like Pogs, but they did it with envelopes instead of cool slammers and shredders. Oh, one more. Hang on. This is actually from my beautiful, beautiful bride. Squid Game is the new Tiger King. In a few months, you're just going to look back and ask yourself, why did I watch this garbage? That's probably true. Probably. That's probably very true. I just think of what, uh, if we were to do a Canadian version of Squid Games, what mm. games would we play? What would be the games? Huh. I don't know, because a lot of these games are very, like, they must be a Korean thing. I'm, some of them, I'm like, I don't know what this is. Probably a game where, I don't know, a bunch of contestants lick a frozen pole. Maybe a First game. First person to get their tongue off wins. Maybe it's a tetherball tournament. Maybe, yeah which I will not lose at. If it's a game of Red Rover, I'm looking at that 100-year-old man, and I'm putting my shoulder down, and I'm just running. <laughs> the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly, starring on the Radio Player Canada app at Sonic 1829. Sonic.